Today on the Lockdown Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues are back after losing a franchise record eight games in a row in regulation. The St. Louis Blues are now on a five-game win streak that has brought them back to 500. They are eight and eight overall, plus they are only one point out of a playoff spot. I'm going to be talking about everything that's gone right over the last five games, what the Blues can build on throughout this win streak, and which version of this team is the real thing. All of those questions and more answered today on the Locked On Blues podcast. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Either way, this podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Check me out on YouTube. Um, growing there pretty pretty rapidly. A lot of fun stuff there. You can leave comments. I try to interact with a lot of the comments and stuff. Um, but yeah, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So let's just jump into it. Um, at this time last week ish, the sky was falling for the St. Louis Blues. They had lost eight games in a row in regulation. They were heading into a Thursday night matchup against the San Jose Sharks, followed by games against the league-leading uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the defending Stanley Cup champion, uh, Colorado Avalanche. Before continuing their 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 tough schedule with games against teams like Washington um, and Chicago, who aren't but top of the standings by any means, but certainly aren't pushovers. Um, I said heading into that San Jose game, um, or after that San Jose game, I should say, when the Blues finally snapped that that losing streak and they got their first win, I said that I would be happy and honestly not surprised with a split uh, in the games against Vegas and Colorado. You know, heading into that weekend, both games on the road, um, Sure, they did just beat San Jose, but it wasn't exactly like, you know, a, a dominant victory. They kind of, you know, it was 5-3. Um, felt like they did some good things, but still felt like they had a lot to work on going into a game against, you know, a dominant Vegas team on the road. It was certainly intimidating. And then following that up with a Colorado team on the road who had, you know, obviously just won a Stanley Cup. Uh, the Blues had their work cut out for them. And we have seen... Excuse me. We have really seen a completely different team over these last five games. Um, obviously, they beat San Jose five to three in pretty convincing fashion. You know, the offense is getting it going. Um, they're scoring a lot more goals. They're missing the net a lot, le- a lot less. They're turning the puck over a lot less. The special teams is figuring it out. Um, and then they go into Vegas against the Golden Knights and fall two one, but eventually take a three to two lead. Um, with Ryan O'Reilly getting the game-winning goal, and they end up winning that game three to two in a very convincing fashion, you know, in, in almost like a playoff atmosphere type game, you know, three to two, 
gritty battling back and forth, killing off penalties and such. Um, that was a really, really strong win. And then they head into Colorado and they give up the first goal and use that to bounce back and score three straight and go up three to one. Um, really early in the third period, Jordan Cairo gets gets a goal to put the Blues up three to one. He's had a spectacular turnaround uh, ever since his struggles. Um, and Lekkanen eventually made it a one-goal game a little bit later, but the Blues did a spectacular job of slamming the door. There were a ton of shots in that game, 47 for Colorado, 39 for St. Louis. That is one thing that I'll get into a little bit later, but the Blues are still giving up a lot of shots on goal, and that plagues them last night against the Washington Capitals, but I'll get into that. Um, so they beat Vegas, they beat Colorado, and then they go into a um, rivalry game against the Chicago Blackhawks, and I predicted that the Blues' offense would finally figure it out and score a lot of goals, and that they did. Um, goals all around, goals from Rosen, Kairou, O'Reilly, Pitlick even, and Ivan Barbashev. So the mom's trip for the Blues has gone very well in that sense. Um, five different goal scorers and a 5-2 victory. Uh, the offense is scoring at a, I think like a four and a half goals per game clip over the last uh, five wins. Um They've, they were scoring a goal and a half per game in their eight-game losing streak. So a goal and a half per game over a span of eight games is then immediately followed by four and a half goals per game in five games. Or actually, maybe it wouldn't be four and a half because the Blues did get a shootout goal. So it would be a little bit less than four and a half. I think it would be like four four and a quarter, let's call it. Um, but still, it, it, it just goes to show everything that I was sort of saying is that the team this, this team just isn't that bad. You know, it's they're they're not as incompetent offensively as they were showing during that losing streak. And sure enough, the law of averages evened out, and the Blues started scoring a ton of goals. It's it's the real question now comes down to what happens when we find the healthy middle because we've seen the absolute worst of the Blues during that eight game losing streak. And I don't want to say we've seen the absolute best of the Blues because I think last night was still a a pretty rough game from them that they they got fortunate and came out with a win. But in terms of like their offense and and you know firing on all cylinders, we've seen close to the best of the blues um at least in terms of what we've seen this season so the question is what's going to be that middle ground how are the blues going to sort of balance out over these next you know 70 odd games um for the rest of the season just because you know you you're, they're not going to keep scoring four plus goals a game every single game but they're also not going to you know go dead you know quiet like they did in that eight game losing streak so throughout the rest of this episode i'm going to talk about what i think went right for the blues over these five games and what i think that they can still work on in order to carry this momentum for the rest of the regular season but before i get into that i want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net betonline.net is of course your number one source for your sports betting info stats news and analysis you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there football basketball soccer hockey even esports They've got it all over at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, just like this one, which I hope you love this one if you're here. Maybe you hate listening to it, which, you know what, a listen's a listen. Um, but you can find podcasts just like this one over at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so what's what's gone right? How have the Blues been winning games? Um, let's start talking about some individual players, shall we? Um, <clears throat> Jordan Bennington has continued to look spectacular 
He's given up a couple goals here and there. Sure, he hasn't exactly you know pitched a bunch of shutouts, but his save percentage over these over his last few wins, I think, is like close to nine fifty. Um, he's keeping the Blues in games. The Blues are getting outshot a ton. Like last night against Washington, um, they were outshot fifty one to twenty four. Um, it was bad. I think you know after the Blues got their first three goals, the shots were incredibly, incredibly, incredibly one sided. Um, and that's not even a matter of Jordan Binnington. That's Thomas Christ playing well. Um, but the goaltending has been really, really good for the Blues this year. And that's something that maintained itself throughout the losing streak, which is why I was very optimistic that even though the Blues were losing games, it wasn't at the fault of their goaltenders. The goaltenders were giving them a chance to win in almost every single one of those games. So I kind of had the the inclination that as soon as the Blues figured it out, they have a lot of success just because goaltending is is the backbone of every successful hockey team. When you have good goaltending and you know your your goalie is giving you a chance to win, that makes things so much easier. But overall, I just think it's a matter of the Blues simplified their game, and that's something that I was saying a lot. As in terms of like what what did they need to do? When I talked to Jack from Lockdown Blackhawks, you know what what have the Blues been doing? What do they need to do to continue success and Keeping it simple, you know, um, I feel like they were pressing a little bit too much, uh, especially guys like Kairou and O'Reilly who had gotten off the slow starts where we're just doing a little bit too much, making that one extra pass when they didn't need to, trying to pick the top corner when um, in reality, all that they all that they had to do is maybe just fire a fire a puck low on that, you know, just, just little things. Um, and it feels like they did a good job of, of simplifying their game over the last five games. And it led to instant offense. You know, they they had five different goal scorers in that game against Chicago. Jordan Cairo, after his slow start, is now the leading goal scorer on the team. Um, Ryan O'Reilly has been spectacular. He's got like eight points over his last six games or something like that. Five games, something like that. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they've been really, really good at sticking with what works. And I think it would be really easy for <clears throat> a team like the Blues to, I don't know, get too much in their own heads after after losing so many games like that. You know, you win one and you start thinking, oh my God, we got to win the next one. But they, they really don't feel like a team that had an eight-game losing streak just, you know, a week and a half ago. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. Overall, I, I think... We've seen the Blues we've seen over these last five games have been much more of an indication of the Blues we're going to see for the rest of the season rather than the Blues in the eight-game losing streak. You know, you look at the goal totals, um, they're very, very spread out, and that's something that I like. You get Kairou with six, O'Reilly with five, Shannon with four, Tarasenko with four, Thomas with three, Falk with three, Barbashev with three, Krug with three, Saad with three, Bushnevich with two. Um, Bushnevich with two, obviously, is incredibly surprising. Um, he'll he'll increase that goal total. He got he got the goal first goal of the season for the St. Louis Blues, and then he didn't score again until last night against Washington. So I expect the floodgates to sort of open for him. But Cairo being up there at six goals is great. Uh, it feels like he could have at least ten. You know, if he if he was able to have a little bit more success throughout that losing streak. But he looks like a superstar out there. He was everywhere uh, last night. He had a couple assists as well. Um. <clears throat> He's up there for the lead in points. He's got nine points, the leader being Braden Shen with 13. So overall, I think they're the Blues are getting uh, offense by commission. You know, they're not really relying on their top guys to get them all their goals. Uh, and that's led to a lot of success. 
you know, you, you got guys like even like Tyler Pitler chicken, chipping in for a goal. Ivan Barbashev seems like he's picked up pretty much right where he left off in terms of his goal scoring. Um, Justin Falk is having close to a career year um, with 12 points and playing great defense. Uh, Colton Pareko before his injury was looking really, really good. Uh, he looked spectacular in that game against Colorado, you know, finishing his checks and just playing physical. Um, his injury is definitely concerning. I guess I could take a moment to talk about that. Um, so Craig Ruby has said that it's not related to the back injury that sort of was ailing Colton Pareko for a long time. It's tough with hockey, you know, these injuries being undisclosed. You never really know what to expect. And I'm, I'm definitely a little worried the fact that they're being so vague with it. And there was there isn't really a timetable for a return. Like, I don't really know if he's considered day-to-day or what the deal is. But definitely something we should keep an eye on. Uh, and, you know, as we find out more information, um, it's important to, to, you know, see where that goes. Um, <clears throat> but overall... You know, I think the defense has been pretty solid. Uh, the offense has been really solid in the last five games. Obviously, they're scoring a ton of goals, sort of like what we expected. And a pleasant surprise, the goaltending has been really good. Thomas Grice definitely struggled for a little bit there last night against Washington um, when they really turned on the Jets late in the third period. But the Blues were gassed. You know, they're on the second second end of a back-to-back, traveling, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's probably a game that they should have lost. Um, and... You could look at that in a negative light and be like, oh, you know, they deserve to lose that game. The eight-game losing streak blues are back. But my argument is the eight-game losing streak blues would have lost that game 6 nothing. They wouldn't have scored three goals in that game, four goals in that game, whatever. Um, so I always say the mark of a good hockey team is uh, winning games that you should lose. However however that comes about, whether that's a, a, a one nothing win in an absolute goaltender's duel or a 5-4 shootout win in a game where you get outshot, outplayed, outpressured, you know, 75% of the time. Um, you blow a three-goal lead, and yet you still come away with a victory. At the end of the day, at the end of the year, you know, you're not going to be looking back at that game and being like, man, you know, if only the Blues got the extra regulation win or whatever. At the end of the day, you're like, you look back on that win and you say, yeah, that's a pretty impressive win. You know, a good team like Washington, even though they're having, a, they're having struggles this year, uh, a good team like Washington in their home arena, you know, all the momentum in the world, maybe got a little bit lucky that that, that last goal got called off for the high stick. But at the end of the day, you know, Washington had every right to win that game, um, held them off in overtime, held them off in a shootout, uh, and came away with a victory. It's an incredibly impressive win. One of the most impressive in, of the year, um, in the sense, in, in terms of winning games that they deserve to lose. So that's the Blues have turned over a new leaf. Like I said, Two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, they would have gotten destroyed against Washington given those circumstances. Backup goalie in, second leg of a back-to-back, 51 shots to 24. Like, that that game would have been 7-1, you know, a little bit ago with the way that the Blues were playing. So the fact that the, not only did the Blues hold their own in that game, they eventually came out with a victory is very, very encouraging. Um, plus, they have a couple easy, easy games coming up. Uh, I think they have two games in a row against Anaheim at home who is five and 12 on the year. Um, so all the reasons to continue the win streak for the blues and in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be giving my, my tips or my thoughts on how the blues can continue this win streak and what they can do to build off of this momentum of these last five games. So make sure you stay tuned.
All right, so the Blues have won five in a row. Things are looking good-ish. They're one game out of a playoff spot, um, right behind the Nashville Predators and the Edmonton Oilers. They are only three points out of a playoff spot in the Central. Um, that first one obviously being the wild card. You know what? All things considered, yeah, the Blues are eight and eight. But oh my God, the Blues are eight and eight. They were three, eight, three and eight. They had lost eight in a row. And they are probably about a week away from the season being a lost cause. Like, Blues were 3-8 and eight heading into this five-game win streak. If they lose four of those games, three of those games, then all of a sudden you're 6-11, you're 4-12, and, 11, four and 12, God forbid, 3-13. and 13. You know, 8-8 eight and eight obviously is the best case scenario. And if you had told me <laughs> heading into these next five games that we we're going to get the best case scenario. I would have even said like the best case scenario was winning like four of them, considering you had Vegas and Colorado and back to back, you know, it, it really feels like a, a huge, huge, huge accomplishment that the blues are sitting here at 500 after the way that they started in their first 11 games. Um, and I'm encouraged, you know, this team has shown throughout these last week or so that they have a lot of, a lot of mental fortitude. Um, it's really easy just doing anything in life to, to lose motivation, not just sports, just anything you do. If you struggle as immensely as the blues did, it is really, really hard to get back in a place where you're having success. That's just human nature. Um, whether it's sports, work, relationship, whatever. If you metaphorically or literally lose eight games in a row, um, you know, you, you perform that badly at your job, eight games in a row, two weeks in a row, historical fashion. It is incredibly hard to get back to a place where you have success and you have confidence and the Blues just snapped their fingers and said, yeah, no, we're not. We're not going to get put down this easily. We're not as bad as people think we are. Um, we're going to prove everyone that we're a legit team by going on and winning five in a row. And that is a sign of, like I said, a good team, a strong team. Um, you can make all the arguments at the end of the day of, well, a good team wouldn't have lost eight in a row in the first place, or a good team wouldn't have given up 50 shots to Washington and, and, you know, blown a three goal lead. And you might be right. But at the end of the day, I talk about how that eight game losing streak is going to be something that the blues can look back on and say, you know, remember when we were at our lowest, blah, blah, blah. Now having this five game winning streak in a couple months from now, when the blues are facing, um, any sort of, um, you know, difficulties in their, in their schedule or just any sort of adversity. Not only will they be able to look back at the eight game losing streak and be like, okay, at least it's not that bad. They can say, okay, Hey, here's what happened after the eight game losing streak. You know, not only is whatever adversity we're dealing with right now, not as disastrous as the eight game losing streak. When it was that disastrous, we came out and we won five in a row, including two games against, or including against two of the best teams in our conference and in the, in the NHL as a whole. Um, it's, it's encouraging, you know, it is very, very encouraging that this early in the season, the blues have faced this much adversity and they have come out on top. Like I said, we, I very, very easily could have been sitting here talking about, you know, what are the blues going to do in the draft? Should they trade people away at the trade deadline? You know, whatever. Now all of a sudden it's looking like, huh, give it another few games and the blues are going to be right in the playoff hunt again. I mean, they are right in the playoff hunt again, but give it another few games and they could be in a playoff spot. I don't think any of us predicted it to come this early. Fortunately, the, you know, the rest of the central division in the West as a whole is, is pretty weak so far this year. And that's definitely helped the blues out as well, but that doesn't 
you know, mitigate the success that they've had. They have been very, very good at silencing the haters, you know, keeping crowd noise out and just playing their game. Every single one of them, you know, Jordan Cairo, especially a guy that was so scrutinized early in the season, um, immediately, immediately called a, a, an overpay. Like eight games into the season or 11 games into the season, his contract was called an overpay or whatever. And, and Doug Armstrong had this great, great quote. I'm not going to judge the, these next eight years after the first 10 or so games, but everybody, you know, analysts, media, social media professionals were all saying, oh, Jordan Cairo, he's off to this rough start. And, you know, a young guy like him uh, on a big prove it deal, that certainly got to him. You could see that as his struggles continued, he was gripping the stick a little bit tighter, trying a little bit too hard. But then all of a sudden he comes out and looks like an absolute superstar again. He's making passes. He's scoring goals. He's setting up his teammates. He's playing defense. Let's talk about Jordan Cairo's defense. He has been the best defender he's ever been maybe in these last few games. He's getting his stick in passing lanes. He's hustling. He's breaking up plays. It really feels like he's unlocked another element to his game. And the fact that immense struggles not only caused him to like, you know, stand up to the challenge and, and, and get back to where he was. I think he's honestly a better player. Like this is the best Jordan Kyra we have ever seen. And it's immediately following one of the worst slumps of his recent career. So that's just reflects the mentality of the team as a whole. Not only are they getting back to where they were, they're moving a step past that. They're playing even better than than maybe, you know, what they were in those first three games. Ryan O'Reilly's having one of the best offensive stretches of his career. Um, that goal that he scored against Washington, that backhander was insane. So pretty, so aesthetically pleasing, just a beautiful goal. Um, Jordan Binnington's playing some of the best hockey of his career in terms of the regular season. Uh, Thomas Grice has been great. Colton Pareko before his injury has been great. Justin Falk has been great. Brayden Shen has been spectacular. Vladimir Tarasenko's having a great season. Like up and down the lineup, you look at these players and you think, wow, like they are all outperforming expectations based on that eight game losing streak. So I think that these, the five games is much, much more of a reflection of the the Blues team that we're going to see this season than the eight games that they lost because of all of those reasons I just listed. I hope I'm right. That being said, that is all the time I have for you today. I want to thank each and every one of you so much for listening. It's been a been an up and down week, not just with the Blues, but with my internet connection. So finally able to get an episode out. Appreciate all you guys for bearing with me being patient there. Um, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. Like I said, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on, it's completely free. You can follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. You can follow the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues. Hit subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go blue.